All right, y'all. Episode ocho. Eight. Yes, I'm sir. still on the Spanish. Hey, man. Let's intro. go. Ahead. Shad, man. I'm, fr- I'm fresh from Cabo, man. My, I'm oh. about to be fluent Spanish up there, this go. bitch. You know what I'm saying? Give me, give me one, one sentence. Man, listen. I'm going to tell you this. I will go in there and I would greet the, the server or the bartender. I'd be See. like, hey, you know. Hey, ¿Qué you pasó? Know? You know? I say, hey, hey ¿cómo, esta? ¿cómo estás? They'd be like, oh, bien, excelente. Y tú? I'd be like, bien, bien. And then they just go off in Spanish, right? I'm dark skinned. They think I'm Dominican, Dominican or some shit like that. Yeah. And I'd be like, nah, bro. That's <laughs> as far it. as we go. Yeah. No, habla español? Un poquito. Un poquito nada más. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I don't play oh, that. Oh, my gosh. Well, we're here. We're still going. In the flesh. In yes, the sir. Flesh. Um, we started off with, with Mr. Buttons or Button, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody likes to add that or not. Yeah. Like Selenas. Mm. But, uh, Selenas. There's this top 50 rappers list floating oh, around. Man. And we just want to talk about it really fast. Because yeah, it's, really, it's really entertaining. Yeah, it's more it entertainment really than it is actual like context or yeah. some weight to it. So but have let's y'all say, seen this list? Yes. Yeah. But let's make it clear. Joe Buttons did say it was his list, right? No, it's no, not it's even not his, his list. list. Oh, I thought it was his specific nah, list. I think because we ended up in that group chat. Uh, with Tim Tim that's and right Tim brought it up and he was like oh it's from the, the Joe Budden podcast assuming and by the way shout out to the Joe Budden podcast They're, yeah Joe Joe rebukes this list even though he's he, number three yes he you addressed know. it on the pod and, and shout out to him he is an inspiration I think for he, a wait, lot he's of people. not number three on that list on the one that's floating around yeah, yeah. the first list he's number three. Oh, it's not in the not one, the that, one we that, got. that Tim sent us oh, no. oh okay oh okay okay but that's not from that they have no list oh okay because the list thing could go forever. It's what? What did I? My response to Tim said, "Y'all see this list?" And there was a few things said about. It. I said, "Bro, list exhaust me. Yeah, Making bro. a top rap top five. This shit's exhausting. Yeah, it is. You no can't, one's you right. Can't, you no can't one, do it. No it's, one's wrong. It's just, it's just annoying. Read, read, read <laughs> off the top ten right now. Who the top top ten, 10 on that first the initial list? Jay Z, Nas, uh, Budden, Styles P, Black Thought, Fabulous, Jada, Biggie, Ghost, and Kendrick. That's 10. Wait, so I'm sorry. So, and this is, this is, this is dead and alive. And Tupac yeah. is not in the top 10. Right. Well, shit, he wouldn't be in my, well, he might be in my top, but I put Cube before Tupac. No, I, I mean, I respect that. I respect yeah. that because, you know, based off of Cube, fortunately for Cube, he had, he, his career is more longevity. So a lot of these artists hold more weight than, yeah. you know, than a Biggie or a Pac who passed away, you know, rest in peace because, yeah. you know, we only have so much to base them it, off. It's, it comes down to criteria. Yeah. That's yeah. the issue. Well, yeah. No what one are, has a specific criteria That's uh, true. Set. You know what I'm saying? Like my, my like, uh, I know we don't want to spend too much time on, but I would put Q before Pac because my criteria would be, let's just say it's it's the Biggie rule. Biggie was alive for three albums, right? Yes. Correct. Three, three albums, okay? Now, Obviously, you can't judge past anything anything past that because he didn't have another album. Yeah. So you take his albums in his prime. I think if you take all these artists' albums in their prime when they were hot, mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to judge because Cube stopped giving a fuck after the first West Side Connection album, which was like 95. This is a valid point. Okay? So everything before that was hot. Yeah. That was his best work. Absolutely. He got into movies. He focus was off. Nothing against him. He just... His head was somewhere else. Yeah. So... If you take Cube's um, solo, and you can throw an NWA, but if you take his, his let's say his work, because he wrote most of NWA, uh, their stuff, if you just take his work, that to me is better than anything Tupac has done collectively. Tupac had one really dope album. Mm-hmm. Everything before that, 
was okay. Yeah. You know, not to say his pen wasn't dope because he was still talking that talk. But yeah. Cube, the people, what people don't understand is Cube was Pac before Pac was Pac. Oh, absolutely. Pac knew how to market it. Yeah. Cube was doing those interviews on on being conscious, self-conscious. I mean, not self-conscious, but um, black awareness and respecting black yeah, people. Exactly. And the, the movement, uh, um, civil rights and all that. He was doing that long before Pac was. It just wasn't as commercialized as Pac. Yeah, and I think... So, so it, it just, just wrap it up. It just, to me, you have to figure out the criteria. Criteria, exactly. Because a lot of people take what the impact an artist did on the culture itself. And like the impact, did you change the culture? Did you change did you the shift? culture? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? That's why I think the first list we got where I think Drake was like number six. And I was like, listen, with all due respect, Drake ain't number six. Give me number six on this list. You know what right. I mean? And I get, I get with the impact that Drake had on the culture and how he opened up a lot of doors for a lot of these right. new up and coming artists and et cetera, et cetera. But if we're like he said, we got to talk about what the criteria is and then go from there. Then decide, okay, make well, this and list. what's the title of the list? Because when you read top rappers fifty, you're thinking rapper. You thought rapper. you're talking about lyricist, lyricist, rapper, right? Rapper. You put artist instead of rapper. Now we're having a now different conversation. conversation. Exactly. Right? Songwriter, different story. Some of these guys mm -hmm. could still be there, some of them not. Some of them don't write their raps at all. You know, so it's the it could change based on the title. And I think it just comes down to, you know, I think you gotta be like really specific. Like Yeah, that's and the really you have thing. to really care. Yeah. And, yeah, right. <laughs> I, mean, exactly. well, that I, shit, I looked at that list, I was bro. like, I care enough just to specify why I put a cube before Pog, but that's, I'm, I'm that's, good after that's, that's where it stops. Yeah, when I think of list, all I could think about is all the times I'll type start typing something and then I just delete it. Cause of all the I'm already worried about the response. Yeah. That is just like, get a lot of backlash from that, man. I think anyone who tries to make a list is just looking for that attention. Well, yeah. and you can tell like based on the list. Well, like, look, that's why I didn't take this list serious. When I said Jay-Z, Nas, Joe Budden, I'm done with this list. No disrespect well, to him, but he knows. No, you got to Joe Budden. Yeah, because because exactly. I'm like, there's no way in hell anybody will put Joe Budden at number, number three. three. As, Joe as Budden dope, would put himself as, at number three. And that's what I'm saying. Well, he, like, yeah. as dope as he is, and if you really listen to him back then, you can understand and appreciate. But you're not putting Joe at three, and you're not, and you know, you got Biggie all the way down at night. How can I take this list serious? Yeah. Just my opinion, and it's their opinion, but I think this list was just to fuck with people. Yeah, so I stopped exactly. as soon as I saw Joe, I was like, I'm done with it. I don't yeah. even want to. Oh, and it comes down to like how you grew up, where you grew up, what you were listening to. Exactly. Yeah. Who I'm your biased. Influence was. I'm, yeah, my, you, my, top biased. Three, my top three gonna be East Coast rappers. Right. Back. You know what I mean? Yeah, as right. much as I love Pac. I'm, he's and, gonna be and my top fifty is gonna include an, an immortal technique, you know, because yeah. Joe right. put me onto him. Like yeah, I'm listening technique. to him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or it's for sure gonna include a lot of different people, Merce or somebody, yeah. maybe. You know, Absolutely. like I don't know. I can't think that far down to get to fifty. Yeah. But like when it comes to like the influence of what I grew up and who I grew up around, going to shows and whatever else, like yeah, I'm gonna have a different experience because I've either met them or see them in person. Yeah, you know. Um, so and then you also have to factor in album sales. If 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 uh you don't have to factor in or you do, but if we are talking album sales, Nelly sold the most albums in the two thousands. Yeah, he did. And, and Jay Z, Z was said it. Jay Z was supposed to be the best rapper, <laughs> yeah. but Nelly had the most albums. But he's not even on this list. Yeah, and, Sad, and which is crazy because Jay but, said it. In, in but the, I understand why he's not on us. Yeah, M. Pimp Juice and us. Uh, the yeah. only ones is, that's fucking was M. Yeah. Pimp Juice and us. Yeah. And no one was like, Pimp Juice, come on, bro. You don't know Pimp Juice? Yeah. Yeah, you got to get up out of here, yeah. man. You don't know who he's talking about. <laughs> you got to get up out of here. But with that all being said, we're talking about rappers, right? How many rap artists are you playing in the club today? 
Think about it. Like rappers. When we were saying uh, lyricists, rap okay, artists, right. how many yeah, are you specific. playing in the club? How many rap artists are you playing in club? Lyricists in the club today? I think, you know, that's a really good question. And and I, I'd like to think that I do clubs different from what you two do. I do definitely do clubs different from you for the most part because uh, yours is more hip-hop based. Yeah. And the clubs I've recently been doing is more like, it's more top 40. There's EDM. There's Love. blips of EDM. There's blips of you definitely trap. You play up north of 120 BPM way more than I Yeah, do. right. The, exactly. the, Both so, of us. So, so what my experience is, I try to play as much rap as possible. I try to push that envelope as much as possible mm. because even though that's not what that club is known for, a lot of people that go to those clubs want to hear that and they know it. Yeah. So that gives me an advantage uh, moving forward and when it comes to bookings because that goes back to our previous conversations of everyone in the, everyone, all the employees loved your set. Yeah. You know, because I'm probably playing stuff that they know they you know like how many djs that do how many djs that do edm that mix an edm in their sets are playing tap by meek mill and nav mm-hmm. you're doing that without without Every question set. that's not yeah. even a thought to you know what i mean um but the guys that do the the, the sets that i do and that cater to a, a more of a 128 mm-hmm. set or at least if you're playing 30 40 percent 128 music like how many how many of those guys are playing that? Yeah, and that's so so to your question, I try to play as much hip hop as I can get away with mm. because I know that's what the people want to hear. But when you say hip hop, we're talking about. I'm talking when I say hip hop. Well, I mean you say hip hop. You you asked Rap, rappers. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, like, yeah. but hold on. Maybe it's easier for you to just tell us who, in your definition, has hot records for the club, but are lyrical. Like a logic, mm. yeah, right. Are you playing? So are logic? you playing logic? Fuck Absolutely no. not. Okay. Are you playing? Give me another one. Is I Meek Mill lyrical? Would you consider Meek Mill lyrical? Ooh, I, I personally, I would. If okay. we're, if we're in, and I'm only going to base him off of, like you said, his prime and the people who are relevant in his prime. If I'm going to base him off lyrics, I'm, I would say Meek Mill is one of. The lyricists in this industry, but you can also look at someone like a Pusher T. Are you playing Pusher T stuff in your sets? I think I try to. When it when his albums come out, but that's a personal. I try. Yeah. I try and. I like, think. I think. Yeah. I think more so for me. If I'm doing an opening set, I'm definitely doing some Pusher sure. T stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Not in no headlining spot. I'm not pushing. You know, yeah. I just did. I don't think there's a. Record. I just did San Diego this past weekend. I'm not playing no Pusher T. No. You know what I mean? As much as I love him and respect no, him as and artists. We, I'm trying to speak I think a we, grind in here and there to surprise yeah. people. You know? I think, oh, but yeah, I yeah. think we all know like that's not what his music is catered right. to. No, exactly. But, you know what I'm saying? But I do I do love when I go out and see a DJ and he just figures out a way to mix in a push or yeah. or someone that's not on the charts and you're it's like not typical and, and didn't skip a beat mm. like didn't lose a crowd crowd still with them yeah. and like yo that was like that to me is like oh that was yeah. dope I like that maybe let's open this up to our, our listeners and, and everybody who's been supporting shout out to yeah. you guys absolutely for man. reposting yeah. and, and talking about this show and more importantly <clears throat> a lot of guys have been asking us questions Hell yeah. uh, specific ones too. Yeah, you know? and I try to I try to like get real clear with everybody because you know when they tell you how how do you brand yourself as a DJ? Oh well, shit. I mean, we could go on for hours, right? That's yeah. like a whole topic. Yeah. But when you ask a specific question, kind of makes it easier for us 
to address them. And so I think what we wanted to improve on as a podcast is just address some of those questions. I think Joe, you had one, or yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to talk? Want to get into it now? Because um, it will it will kind of uh, cut off what our conversation. I mean, we'll get back into it. Okay. Um, but you had a specific question, and since we're talking about you know all the listeners um, getting involved, and eventually we'll have like an episode like yeah. addressing that stuff. But um, what was the question you had? It was about um, the the DJ asked me told me he. He's a resident at this bar, and he wants to know how to break out of that and do more, do bigger. How would you? Um, Did you answer him? No, no, I didn't answer him yet. I think um, you left him on red. Well, because I, I, I wanted to. It's not like he needed an answer. <laughs> go said. back to my statement. <laughs> Joe ain't shit. Oh, no, God. no, I just, I just <laughs> haven't uh, gotten around to because it is one of those answers that. Right. Yeah. Did you like double tap it? Like, like. No, not yet. Um, heart. But. Uh, but so you know, I'm looking. I'm even. I was looking at his um his Instagram feed. So the first thing that comes up is like you just have a bunch of um, I don't even know if they're flyers or just a bunch of random shit. It looks his his feed kind of look like like someone trying to say, hey, do you do you want ten thousand more followers? Like one of those, uh, you know, like like a bot type thing. And I, obviously, I know it's not a bot. Um, so I'm looking at his feed. I'm like, well, this isn't the most attractive feed. So that immediately um raise an alarm because if i'm a booker i don't want to see like i want to i want to see something clean i want to see something organized something that's gonna something attractive that makes me see like yo like this guy he's doing it not just i'm hustling you can say i'm hustling but but it has to but there has to be some sort of organizational uh-huh. look to it there has to be some sort of uh just something appealing about your hustle. Flyers or like it looked like a lot of flyers. It, it it but you know like bars don't have the best flyers, flyers at all. So <laughs> so my advice to that is like go around, start taking pictures in nice places, yeah. and just and just start posting really clean pictures to because uh, I think that's just one way of leveling up. It's just if you clean it up and you look bigger than what's really going on, create create an illusion. And number two is. This goes back to what episode two when we talked about networking, networking. Yep. whatever that episode is. We, we talked episode about one. Yeah. episode one. Yeah, yeah. Um, we talked about networking. Um, you got to get out on your if you're if you're DJing five days a week at this bar, you got to get out two days and you got to go meet other people. You got to if you really want to do the best club in your city, you got to make time to go to that best club or hang out with those people yeah. or figure out a way to get in with them. Whatever it takes, whatever you need to do. I'm not saying do some shady stuff. But you got to figure out a way to connect with those people. Wherever you want to be, figure out a way to get in there. You know, yep. I was doing and the club I was doing um, consistently wasn't the club. Uh, I'm going to have to bleep that out. But the club I was doing consistently wasn't the ideal club for me in the long run. But I knew doing that club would, would get me into conversations with people doing bigger clubs. Mm-hmm. So, so, and now I'm in a better position in that city. Yeah. So. What would you say? Yeah. No, yeah, I agree with you one hundred percent. Just to piggyback off of them, it's just if you if you're interested in, regardless if it's a club or city or whatever, go there, meet people, yeah. network. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, if if you're not, you can't just oh because I'm spending at this this bar, you know, four or five nights a week. You know, I, I'm I'm you know what I mean. People should be noticing me. Why? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you, if people, what's the saying? Better seen than heard. You know what I'm saying, or um, not that, not that one. What's it is? Uh, 
Even though I agree, if a tree falls in the forest, no, 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 not that one. <laughs> if you, if you're not, if you're not seen, if you're not better, oh, fuck, I can't. Don't swim this. twenty minutes after you Shut eat. Your ass up. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, like anyways, but going off what Joe said, yeah, just you got to get, you got to get in front of people, man, and and like you said, just you know, cleaning up your your branding and and make it somewhat appealing. Well, something that you said that that just popped in my head is, um, if if you're in a bar four or five days a week. You're technically a part of the promotion team because mm. you're you're promoting it all the time, and people are at this point. At this point, people are coming to hang out with you, see you. Everyone in the bar knows you. Yeah, right. Two, three, four hundred person bar. Everyone in the bar knows you. So you that goes back to your converse, our conversation um, in one of those episodes about your self worth. Mm-hmm. So you got to know what you're worth, and so when you put yourself in a position to to level up and do a better and to actually do a club or or whatever whatever. Uh, the level up situation is you you can tell that bar like look this is what i'm worth and i'm not getting it yeah so i have this opportunity to do this and i'm just gonna do that because you guys don't want to pay me more at this point people are coming to see me spin you know not everybody but i can create the argument yeah yeah, yeah. you know i mean slightly off topic but that's gonna be your nest yeah yeah. that's gonna be the next move because if you want to level up you know, you got to figure out a way how to get out of where you're at now, and then you're gonna have to have a conversation with the booker and the owner. Yeah. So that's that's if that's that scenario. We're if not you gonna, get, but you want to get to that. Yeah, you yeah, want to yeah, have yeah. that we're conversation because you want to break out. We're not gonna assume that you know if it is a two three hundred bar you know uh, person bar yeah. that people are going to specifically <coughs> see that DJ. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the DJ is contributing contributing to the atmosphere that that bar yeah. gives. So people are like, yo, it's it's overall a dope bar. You know, the service yeah. are great, great. Yeah. the 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 drinks are great, the yeah. music is great. Then you know, you hold a little weight. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we just have to, we would assume that that was the scenario. Yeah, it right. could be a scenario where the bar is just, you know, a great B bar in the area, and then you know, and, and I mean? that like, goes back to no, no, knowing what your situation. worth is. Yeah, not yeah. only knowing worth, but your worth, but your situation, like. If you leave and same amount of people still show up, you then, know, yeah. then you're replaceable. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It comes down to, I mean, I guess what I would say for this person who wants to level up, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be able to create leverage for yourself and your brand. And so that number one comes with what you were saying in regards to his Instagram. Obviously, I haven't seen, I don't know who this person is, but at the end of the day, like your Instagram is a resume now mm-hmm. yep. and you have to be prepared. So prepare your Instagram. Even things like doing a screenshot or like grabbing a flyer that's pixelated, like mm-hmm. all that shit. It yeah, it might not be under your control, but you know, some of us self got self taught Photoshop just to be able to create our own imagery. Yep. Yeah, you know what I mean to be able to clean things up because maybe it doesn't fall on brand. Yeah, you know now there's apps on phones, so like you don't even have to learn Photoshop. You could just you know sometimes even doing a story text looks better than a flyer because it at least creates a very simple like hey this is what it is this is where yeah. i'm at yeah and i think um you know being able to you utilize your tools i i would recommend even like if it's a bar that maybe people don't go to all the time but you want to create some sort of like um just content that the bar will see like oh this this dj actually gives a fuck right yeah i would record um, a live set and it's at the bar and then now you're giving people kind of a taste of what to expect yeah. if they were to go there yeah. or what they're missing out. You know, like you want to create this FOMO, right? Yeah. They're missing out. Yeah. So I think 
all of those things and, you know, enough consistency and hard work. And you can't get caught into if this shit doesn't work or you're only getting five likes on your flyer. Like, honestly, Instagram, you could delete shit. Exactly. Sorry. Like, if, the, if it doesn't work or delete you, whatever, it. just delete it. Archive it. Whatever. Like, you know, like, just keep a nice, like, consistency and just commit to it. Just yeah. keep doing it. Eventually, it will catch on and you'll be able to create your brand, your leverage, and eventually it'll open up other doors where, yeah, you got to go shake hands. You got to go say hi. Continue to be, you know, like, again, episode one, we talked about all about it. Yeah. What to do to network and create relationships. So, um, yeah. But we'll, that'll be fun. We'll keep bringing up questions. and Yeah, you know, keep sending your questions to the people. Different perspectives. But Did you um guys hear the Care Package album? Uh, I mean, yes not that no. you haven't heard it before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, yes yeah. and no. I mean, I threw it on, I think, for like a drive. You know, I'm always in the car. Well, so other than podcasts, I like to just let some shit like just go. I mean, not to anybody's surprise, but it did 109,000 in a week, I believe in a week, which put him at number one in the Billboard's top 200 album charts. Yeah. Um, but it got me to think, because usually when an album does hot, a hip hop album, uh, when that when a hip hop album does hot, you know you try and pull tracks that you would play in the club. Yeah. But this is a different situation for us DJs because we um, we've heard all these songs before. Yeah. Now, catering specific to the hip hop clubs, mm -hmm. um, are there are there any songs off this album that you would play in uh, in a hip hop in in your clubs? Like, let's just bring up Playhouse, for example, where it's hip hop driven. Like I mean, off the top, I would consider playing. Um, well, not even so much that. Like I would consider playing trust issues, but and you know, there's a time and place for all this. But what if? Because a lot of these songs, I'm I'm looking at the list for those that aren't watching us on YouTube, and a lot of these songs on Care Package, they're they're slow. They're more for the car drive. They're more, more R and B -ish. sex. Yeah, you know. So, we know, do we know why Joe listened to him? <laughs> What's the one song? <laughs> What's the sex song for you? I don't have a Drake album for, or a Drake song for sex. So why would you recommend it? You're doing but this because again, because Joe? because well, I'm saying it because kids. Lead my example. Lead my example. You want to talk about Jodeci? Yeah, no. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh, that's what we We want to get into that playlist. <laughs> so so I'm thinking. All right, what if someone big big spender Playhouse comes up to you, Mike? And Shout out says, to Playhouse too. Shout out to Playhouse. 10 years for sure. in the game. Yeah, we're, man. We're still doing you it. You don't hear about that. Let's say uh, uh, Big Spender from Playhouse comes up to you, Mike, and says, I want to hear... I'm just going to pick. How about now? No, that's too easy. Dude, I want to hear... That's easy. <laughs> 5 a.m. in Toronto, because I would play. How about now? Without request. But I want to hear 5 a.m. in Toronto. More lyrical than, than anything, yeah. right? Um, are you going to drop that? Or are you going to be like, no, nah, it's not the right setting. It's not the right situation. Who's who's telling him to play it? The yeah. person buying the bottle or the promoter that the person him? buying the bottle is is asking Mike to play, and he's got a table and he's spending big money. Okay, and he's he. But you know, five a.m. in Toronto ain't, isn't going to do shit for the people on the floor. And he's the one asking, and he's the directly one asking. asking Mike to to play. It. Yeah. Okay, okay. Let me give you a. Let's say it's one fifteen. One fifteen a.m. Yeah, Playhouse, yeah. man, that's that's, prime, that's time. prime time. That's prime time. That's yeah, prime time. That's tough. What do you do? Or how would you, how what Tell kind? How, how would you? How would you? <laughs> if you're not gonna play it, off the top, this is what I think I would do. I would say, I got you. Give me some time, okay. And if and if he's dropping stupid like a stupid tip, 
like, fuck okay, it. Let's do it. I mean, that, <laughs> I'm going to tell him, hey, but you know what? Pause, bro. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, I mean, I wouldn't even say this, but you could say, I'm going to play some of it. I'm not, I can't let the whole thing ride. You got to help me out because nah. you're going to freeze. Because that's a straight, that's a straight, he's spitting for the whole honestly, thing. There's no yeah. hook on that. Song. Honestly, I'd be like, when you pop your next set of bottles, I got you. See, there that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, there okay, it you, it's business. You, you popping bottles? I'm going to look out for my venue yeah. first. Yep. And then I'm going to look out for the client next. And then, honestly, I, bro, the dance floor is irrelevant yeah. to the business. I mean, and that, and that, and this no might sound kind of crazy, right? And sure, here's my hot take. But the dance floor is the least important part of a DJ. Right. Yeah. And they're set. Given, depending on the venue. We're talking depending about, on the venue, because we venue. can go back to the bar conversation. Right. And yeah, if you're DJ at the bar, that's a different scenario. Yeah. Right. But happy people drink, and the more they drink, the, the more the sales, <laughs> the more the sales, the more you come back. Mm-hmm. I would think, right? As long as you control and you, you understand what's going yeah. on, because sometimes you got to drop some. I wouldn't say whack music. You're not dropping whack music, but you got to drop records that might not be something that people want to dance to, yeah. right? But they can vibe to, yeah, to send people to the bar, yeah. Like it's not all about having a packed dance floor all the all night. You want to balance it out. Yeah. And so, you know, that always brings up that the age-old conversation of just like, who who is your crowd? Who are you playing for? Yeah. Like, how do you want to play for them? Um, I think in this day and age, in a venue like a Playhouse, or even a venue like, I'll, I'll bring up Dre's again, because it's to me, like, they're one of the premier hip-hop venues in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I've seen DJs drop, like, straight, like, LMA or um, Jodeci mm-hmm. or... Um, some old Usher slow record, right? Um, or I mean, think about no guidance, right? It's a hot yeah. record, but it is a slow song. Yeah, and so it's it might not match into the energy, yeah. but you can build those moments up. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Dedicated to the ladies. Yep. yep. Right. Most of the time, we're playing for women. The lady, first anyways. Yeah. Because if the women are having happy, <clears throat> the men are spending. Yep. Yeah. You know, or trying to impress, or do whatever. So. Um, I think you could build into those moments, and and to to answer your question specifically, yeah, I would just put the pressure on. All right, cool. When I see those sparklers come out, I got you. Yeah, because those guys, if you if you really got that kind of money, like, well, all right, let's see how much money you really. Yeah, got. exactly. And I think really- that approach goes goes a long way, as opposed to taking a tip. You know what I mean? Like Joe was saying earlier, like if if the person comes up to you and goes, "Yo, can you drop that five a.m. in Toronto?" You know. Here's fifty. Here's a hundred dollars. I mean, even if you slide to you a hundred, two hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like, here's you know here's you know a hundred, two hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to you saying, "How about you pop another bottle and I got you." Right. Then the club, the promoter gets wind of you doing that. Yeah. Yo, we fucks with he. That person buys another bottle. Oh, yeah. We bringing him back nah, for sure. I, I get in He's the mic. I get yeah. on the mic. You're like, yo, shout out to blah blah blah. You wanted this record. You saw. You brought the you bottles brought out. out. You ain't Boom. playing. You make Boom. a moment out of it. Yeah. Boom. You play it. Burr, 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 burr. Club gets away. Right. Club gets a yeah. w- gets wind of that. Absolutely, right. we're, we're bringing Mickey Ward back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all hands about down. The relationship, you know what I'm saying? Man, exactly. Everybody, you know, happy. I think, um, and just to give another example, because Playhouse is a unique situation. Not all clubs, uh, definitely not all clubs in the country are, are anything like Playhouse, um, where it's like a pure hip hop and it's a forward hip hop set because you got to be on top of your. Your music to to well, um, L A L A the L A okay L A listen L A New York Atlanta yeah. like every those those clubs are more or less on their shit probably L A to my knowledge L A is like kind of on the forefront it's what we it. know so right we can so, definitely comment on that all the time right 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 so. 
So so I was in a situation, 2015 Infusion Lounge in San Fran, and um, and like uh, you know the you know few Infusion Lounge where the people on the dance floor are foreigners. Either they're not from San Francisco, or either yeah. they're from a different city, or they're from another country. Right. Um, and the people on the tables are just locals, locals. that spend money, or they're athletes because they get you know basketball players. The night I did uh, Infusion was the Texas Rangers were there, and all those guys wanted to hear. Um, they wanted to hear a trap set. They wanted to hear like I think Future just came out with the Wicked album. So hip hop trap record. Hip hop trap record. Okay. Yeah, yeah. To specify. So I was like, and and I got like the one of the main promoters tell me, yo, um, can you draw future and stuff like that for my spenders? And I knew because like that, like Wicked was dark, like that whole album that there was like a two album situation. One was more R and B, I think. But I remember that a lot of future stuff at that time was real dark, and it wasn't for the clubs. Yeah. And I and I dropped it, and I'm just like, fuck, did this song just suck the energy out of the club? But the buyers were happy or I assume they were happy because they looked that way and this is stuff they want to pop bottles to. Yeah. So I'm in this I'm in a situation where it's like I got people on the dance floor looking at me, doing the arms up, what the fuck? And they're just either <laughs> if they're not doing that, they're just like they're they're just energy's low. Yeah. Was so, it um sorry to stop you, but was this when the DJ booth was on the floor or was it elevated? Elevated. Okay. Like in that right corner. corner. Yeah. Yeah. So so I'm thinking so, you know, it really made me think. So I just played for the bottle poppers. Like, yo, promoters, this is what the promoters and managers and GM, mm-hmm. this is what they want? Fuck it. Like, I don't care. This is the one who's cutting the check. That's what they want. Yep. But I'm also trying to think, I want everybody to be happy. And and I think um, it, it makes a fun challenge yeah, to try absolutely. and satisfy everybody. So So I'm thinking, what could I have done? What can I do? What could I have done to make everybody happy and still live Essentially, in that 70 BPM world. So, you know, I'm thinking, all right, you know, you're playing stuff like Humble. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, uh, some Drake songs. Yeah. Um, Kendrick songs that everybody knows. Uh, Cardi B wasn't around at the time. So, I, so in my head, if I could replay that, if I could do that moment all over again, I would try and incorporate more familiar stuff, mm-hmm. uh, rake it up. You know, those are songs they know on the dance floor they may not know the words because not every club is just like fuck the dance floor worry about our bottle poppers yeah most i think a lot most clubs aren't like that they're like we want you know gaa is our thing general admission is our thing we want people to come and spend money at the bar so and then of course that goes back to what you're saying uh rotating the dance floor playing songs that people if you don't know it and they're still dope that'll get people to go to the bar take a break have a drink yeah. spend some money yeah and then come back with some familiar stuff. Yeah. You know? Well, and like venues are shifting, right? Like again, we we're speaking primarily based on our experiences and, and different things like that. You travel a little more than yeah. I would when it comes to to gigs and stuff like that. So the experience we have in the LA scene is like venues are somewhat getting smaller and dance floor space isn't really like specified anymore. Right, like a Booty Bellows, mm. like is really more standing room space yeah. than it is, and and a lot of tables, and not really there isn't like a dance floor. It's just like open space, yeah. That people might that's how hide is too, yeah. And you know yeah. hide exactly, yep. yeah. It's just like a 
maze of tables. It's literally a maze. Yeah. And it's just tables. And then in the middle, it's just like, that's where you should be walking. Exactly. Like, keep it moving. If you're standing and, there, move and right And for away. those, not to cut bar. you off, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but just to add more of a description to these clubs um, in LA, which which eventually I think most clubs will end up doing, you're, you're, they don't want general admission in the club. They no. just want spenders. No, no, no. Like to get into Poppy yeah. is $100 for yeah. general admission. Yeah. And it's purposely $100 so because they don't want they want to turn people they want away. you they want to turn people away and and they want the they you're just gonna be in the way well so you're, now you're an inconvenience so yeah hundred yeah. dollars yeah well and you're building up the the hype into the spot right depending on the night and yeah. depending on the situation like imagine how pissed you are you spend a hundred dollars and you dude, walk into the club I, I was and it's empty. i was at poppy and i'm walking in and i see these like three college kids and like bro just pay a hundred fuck it just pay a hundred we got to get in I'm like, man, this they, is. They just want that. They want that Instagram poppy. Yeah, you know, they want to like, be able this, to. This is crazy. Like, flex this, it on the ground. Really, I mean, especially if you're in LA and you got you're you're a rich kid, you got money. It's, yeah, <laughs> just go around and spend a hundred dollars to get in. Yeah, no, I mean, bro, that that's just the scene as it is in LA, and so yeah. for the most part, naturally, we're kind of like based on the things that we've gotten to see. Like, you're kind of trained to like cater to to the tables because yeah. that's what's making the club go round. You know, what sells at the bar is just what's on top and so you know we don't know i don't i can't say i know all the ins and outs i do from the past when we had when i used to do um talent bookings and, and uh, talent managing over at infusion lounge la year many moons ago <laughs> and uh you know but we you know there was a, a sizable dance floor there and you know things have changed dramatically since then yeah. so it's hard for me to like really say what what the goal of the point is but i definitely can say as an observation you know, adjusting to a smaller venue and being focused around tables seems to make more business than, you know, having a dance floor club. Yeah. You know? Yeah. True. So, but if you have the dance floor, it's because you're, you are banking on the GA yeah. ticket. And as a, and coming, ticket from a, coming from the DJ's uh, aspect, you know, you're, you want to please as many people as you want to. Realistically, yeah. you can't please everybody, but no. you want to please, regardless if it's your dance floor, regardless if it's your tables. Like Mickey was saying, you want to find that medium. You want to find yeah. that happy medium. And, and it's just fun. It's fun to yeah. create that challenge and, and to satisfy that challenge because we, we we're creatives. Exactly. You know, that's right. that's why I continue to enjoy DJing. It's because I try and say, how can I flip this club on its back and really fuck its head up? Yeah. You know, and then and then and then you when you when you get that validation from the booker, like, yo, you you did your thing. They they want you back. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you you can't help but think it's because I took this approach. Yeah, you know. So let me ask you this: um, Do you what current residencies do you have? Um, uh, official uh, Tau Group properties in Vegas, and and I say unofficial because it's not written in stone. Like I wasn't a part of a big rollout at the top of the year, but um, the Grand in Boston, um, Shrine in Connecticut. And um, and uh, I just started memoir, and you know, the, of course, they said they're gonna um, this conversation, they're gonna bring me back. It's just a matter of where uh, where I fit with everything else. So, with those residencies, how often are you um, going back? Um, I've done the grand the grand twice this year. Might go back, do it again. Um, same thing with shrine because I try and do a shrine on a Friday and a grand on a Saturday. So again, it comes down to what they have available because uh, you know they're gonna lock in their, yeah, their bigger guys. Yeah. yeah, but give me like a like a what 
three every let's couple say, months. Let's say let's say once, once a quarter. quarter. Yeah. So yeah. like a quarterly residency, yeah. right? Um, I have a monthly uh, playhouse, right. um, and then I'm I don't I have an unofficial like monthly or every other month in San Diego. Um, Rel, you have more consistent residencies, right? Yeah, I have. Uh, Which the room I have San Diego monthly, Le Hardin, uh monthly, sh- more than monthly now at Le Hardin. Um Blind Dragon it's monthly, um, all clubs except for the room that's more of a bar. Okay. Uh, yeah. So. And then, which one's the most like consistent? Like as far as like more more often, any weeklies. Uh, I would say Le Hardin. I'm there at there's times I'm there at least I'm there at least twice a month. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for the sake of the conversation, Joe and I might be out like a little detached from this one, but because if you do a venue and there's guys out there who do something every week, right? yeah, every Wednesday, every Tuesday, every whatever, <clears throat> um, do you ever find yourself kind of like internally thinking about not recycling sets? Or like oh listen, <laughs> uh, yes. I so I had a weekly residency at Teddy's at the Roosevelt. Okay, I was there every Thursday, um, and it, you know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer. If it doesn't, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to. With that being said, I don't necessarily go in into every week playing song by song. Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah. like, all right, I went in here and I played this set and it worked like. Yeah, it just worked like yeah. a like a dime. That doesn't mean that the following week I'm gonna play that same set front to back. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I'm gonna take pieces of it because I know okay this moment really worked, so I'm gonna take that and use that. Um, but then there's after I would say after doing that for about two months, I want to say a month and a half to two months. Yeah, then I personally started getting bored. Yeah, yeah, and then it comes to okay, how can I flip the script? And still keep my my crowd engaged. Yeah. You know, still give them what they want. Because even if it's, you know, for the most part, the crowd would change weekly. Yeah. For the most part, yeah. there's still a quarter of the crowd that was there sure. religiously. Right. And, you know, you want to keep them in mind. So how can I get that quarter of people that I know? Because yeah. I'm on the mic shouting them out every week. You know what I'm saying? Whether they're host or they just people that are there every yeah. week. Yeah. How do I get them to go ape shit? Yeah. Never mind the people that are coming there once a month or once every other month or something like that. How do I get the people that are here religiously every week? How do I get them to go ape shit and just finding ways to uh, approach it and still give them what they want because you know they want the city girls, they want the Megan the Stallions, you know they yeah. want that type of shit every week, regardless if you're tired of playing it or they're tired of hearing it, they still want that. You know yeah. that's what's you know natural for them. That's what you know is familiar with them. Yeah. So. I definitely try. I've definitely tried after I would like I said a month and a half to two months to switch it up every week. Yeah, and it's fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking hard. Don't get me wrong. Like, and there's you know obviously you get those weeks where you're just like man I don't want to go in here and just have to do it. And you and I, I and I took it for granted and I got lazy and I was just like all right I'm gonna just do the same set. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just like but you know there's weeks where I go in there and I'm like nah fuck that. Yeah, I'm gonna play some different shit, and then it's, there's days that it backfired on me, and then it was weeks that it worked for me. So you yeah. know what I mean? It's just about willing to take those risks and yeah. see how it plays out, and learning from it. If it works, if it doesn't work, and then kind of approaching it, and being like, "All right, cool." You know, like I said, your our our goal as DJs is to please 
as many people as we can in our venue. Yeah. But realistically, we can't please everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So my goal and my intention is to go out there and give the do the best that I can and give the people uh, and try to please the people as much as I can. Yeah. But I'm realistic to the fact that I can't please and I, I'm realistic to the fact that I am going to have off sets or off days or off nights or something yeah. like that. So, yeah, yeah. I try not to recycle, but I am victim of that shit. I ain't going to lie. I'm not going to front. I think we all are at some point, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you ever... Um, this is like one of the things I end up doing all the time, but whenever I do have a set that I like, like I'll pull it from the history and just drop yep. it into a crate mm-hmm. and then just like give it an initial to the venue and then a date. And then like it kind of dates it. Mm. Yeah. Because then sometimes you can go back and like yeah. glance at like, oh, I f- might have forgot to bring this into this set or this will still work today versus then, you know. Um, I think that that's helped me. And um, I think the other reason I bring it up is because you know, I used to have more consistent residencies and yeah. one of, I would like to think it was at the time it was a little more popular than it is now. But back in the day, like um, 2012, 2013, I had a lot of sets like like wordplay and yeah, tricks yeah, yeah. and yeah. things that we all like to see on Instagram. But I don't know how much actually works these days in the club. You know, or do people care? Yeah, you know, I guess it just comes down to the venue because people like, have ADD and it yeah. goes over their heads. Like some, like most of the venues I'll play now, like probably don't give a fuck. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just then, play my fucking song, bro. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. then but then there's like in San Diego, some of the venues I'll play. You know, um, shout out to the guys over there. They want you to be creative. Yeah, they want you to be like, forget that. Do the do the dope shit mm-hmm. because it's a moment. Yeah, and so they encourage that. Um, but I don't put as much of a focus, but I remember like I had a squad, you know, that would pull up to all of my gigs and they started calling out some of my sets. <laughs> right. And I'm just like, damn, yeah. like, like I, I know I'm repetitive, obviously, like yeah. because I'm purposely doing these sets that people have never it heard. Works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it works. But then you have this internal battle of like, I got my friend on the side ready to sing the next song. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, <laughs> yeah. that hits my ego. Cause it's like. The crowd's going to be like, oh, shit. And then, but, like, the bar staff or my homies, like, might just be like, yeah. oh, I heard, heard this shit before. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it gets repetitive. And- yeah. Well, your friends got to understand, like, what you're trying to accomplish. And if they don't, I mean, yeah, what can you do? But, like, y- you you got to do what works for your set. Like, yeah. so, so Mike, um, I can't help but think this, but Mike had gone to, like, Probably two or three of my sets not too long ago. It was like uh it was like Oxford, San Diego, Omnia, San Diego, probably another one. I don't know if maybe a Vegas or something, but I t- but like going back to what you're saying, you have your pre planned bulks, like chunks of mm-hmm. tracks that you use yeah, yeah, as yeah. a routine. Yeah. So I have like four of them. I probably have more than that, but there's like four that I, I'm guaranteed to use. And and I know by by Omnia, which is like the third time Mike had Mike had heard me, uh, um, or the, the third time he was you know, he heard my set. I knew that he had heard this shit before, and he can probably call out the next song. Yeah, but I didn't care what he was thinking or what any whoever else had heard that mm. because I well I, first of all I know Mike understands what I what I'm trying to do. Yeah, yeah, not just in the set, but. But just but just trying to raise an awareness to of of the club because it was my first time doing Omnia San Diego yeah. and my first time doing Oxford I believe so 
so they've never heard me. You know, yeah. so I'm gonna I'm gonna exactly. repeat that. Yeah. You know, I I did it at the Grand, and I'm probably gonna do it at Memoir exactly. because those people have never heard me, Definitely. and I know it's like guaranteed. And if I keep getting rebooked, and the money goes up in those bookings, you know how would I? How dumb would I look if I said oh, Mike's heard this before? I don't want to do this. Yeah. For four of them, for four of my yeah. like to, in my mind money making routines. Yeah. That will be like, yo, this guy's kind of different, or this guy kind of separates himself, or he's making an effort, or. Or something like, how dumb would I look if I'm concerned about what the what the club? Or well, not the bartender because this is tech. This would be their first time hearing me, but but just what what my friends heard, mm-hmm. you know. And and if your friends aren't on board with what you're doing, then, you know, you need to get some new, new friends, friends, or or you just need to um, communicate that. Yeah, to let's them. clarify that. I was not thinking that at all. No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I, I didn't, no, I'm not saying he did. I didn't, just no, yeah, and I didn't think he was because because I know he's like we've grown. Maybe ten years ago we would have hated on each yeah. other, but 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 I know we've grown, and I'm like, but you know, you these, these thoughts just run through your head yeah, when you have to or not. So so as soon as I thought, you know, Mike's heard this before. My second thought was, but he gets it. Yeah, exactly. And I keep it moving. Well, to be honest with you, like, I'm just so disconnected from the venues he does, like, as far as, like, those sets. I mean, shit, I had to ask you for one, like, once, because I thought I was going to play, like, that similar up-tempo, and I was just like, yo, like, for reference, like, can you send me me one of your sets just so I could, like, see if there's anything I'm, like, not connecting with or might be sleeping on, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, because I'll do that for some of my friends who, who aren't into the hip-hop scene as much yeah and i'm like oh here's like sure. five dope yeah. ones that you might not know about yeah yep. um but i think all those things are important to do and yeah i'll be honest with you like when i heard the sets i was like that's just fucking dope like yeah. i need i probably need a couple of those records yeah. like you know yeah. um versus yeah in the past we yeah i mean shit my fiance so. she knows my sets front to back she's right. just like so like i said this past weekend i did uh i did san diego and I did some new shit. We uh, we were in Cabo for a week, so I haven't touched my turntables. You know, I haven't you know really opened my laptop or did anything. And then I get back, I'm ready to do a set. I was in oh, actually I did um, a set in Vegas, but um, I got back. She wasn't with me. And then when I got back to San Diego, she was with me, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm a, you know, I we I do San Diego often. She's always with me when yeah. I do it. I fucked her shit up. She was like, I never heard you do that. And then nice. when you get that feeling, like yeah. you said, when you get that feeling, if you got that from like a Mike who's seen your shit all the time. And then you still got the crowd going. You're like, oh yeah, I'm yeah. in my bag right now. The DJ couple of things gotta be interesting. Like you gotta yeah. sneak oh in like God, a little right? mixed trick. Yeah, right. You gotta, <laughs> like, you you gotta, gotta go practice yeah, while she's exactly. asleep. You gotta sneak in your studio. Hey, but what's going on? Are you awake? Something? No, no, I'm not chill. Go back to sleep. Are you working on a new routine now? Go back to sleep. Go back to sleep. Hold on, everybody. She's like, just be happy. She had the type of girl. Where'd you learn that from? Oh, oh, you practicing without me? That's what we doing now, huh? Nah, but yeah. Just, um, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, finish. No, nah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, so she like it kind of. She was like, "Oh shit!" Like I didn't even heard you know. I was like, "Oh man, you know." But it was, it was the same shit that you know, the same shit that I play, the same songs, just introducing them in a different way. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Mike was saying, if it was wordplay or it, whatever this scenario, whatever the case is, just all right, cool. I'm gonna play these songs because they work. I'm just going to approach it differently. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And that's yeah. that's that's just where. I stand out when when it comes to like trying not to recycle, trying to do something different, but still getting the same reaction and yeah. making getting the same impact. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one more thing before we uh, get into some new music, um, I want to say ten years. You were with me. I don't want to say the DJ's name. Um, we were at Dre's Wednesday Party Rock Wednesday. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, a, a well-respected DJ had had um, what was our guest DJ. Mm-hmm. I'm still doing his thing to this day, and he was dropping, his, you know, doing his thing, and I was telling you what songs he was gonna play next, and and every time he dropped it, and I was right. You looked at me like, "Yo, how do you know that?" I'm like, "Cause I've heard his set. Like, I probably heard, I've actually only heard him one other I think time I know before what you're that." Talking about too. Yeah. <laughs> And then I heard this dude had a residency in Vegas and the employees were complaining about it's the same shit every, every like same routine, same everything. And and 10 years ago, that bothered me or mm-hmm. whatever it was, 2000, yeah, 10, whatever. But 10 years ago, that bothered me because cause I'm thinking like, come on, man, mix it up, do something different, you know? Yeah. And for those younger, young, younger-minded DJs, like, you can't understand what this dude's trying to do and and that it's working for him. Yeah. And these people at Dre's have probably never heard him before. Mm-hmm. And this is what he has to do to to keep his brand popping, to, yep. to get to the next booking, to do something bigger and better. I can't speak for him. Not I wasn't out at the residency, so I didn't hear that set. So I can't really speak on that. But he's doing whatever he has to do. Um Obviously, like going back to your Teddy situation, mm. you know, if you're doing something once a week, it's really, really hard. Yeah. So you have to empathize with him and just like, yeah, understand like, like it's, man, it's, it's tough to like come up with fresh shit every yeah. week. Yeah. So, but, but my point is for, for a lot of you guys that, that hear a lot of these DJs over and over, like you understand what they're trying to do. This is a business move. Yeah. And, and, and end of the day, they're doing what's best for their brand and for the club. So. Yeah. Well, and it, it goes back down to like, some people will ask you, like, why do you charge what you charge? And you have to constantly remind people that the reason why you get paid what you get paid isn't for the one hour that you do it for. It's for the unlimited hours that we spent getting there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so the same thing kind of follows suit with these, like, famous DJs or these influencer DJs or producer DJs, right? Yeah. Like, you could argue mustard set is probably really similar yeah but my dude made bangs yeah, yeah. absolutely for years years you know what i mean and and busted his ass to get where he's at i spoke with him too respectfully times, yeah. like yo like he probably grew up in a similar environment to to all of us like and he came out of la if the dude's getting paid what he's getting paid he's been able to leverage that because of the name he's built himself that respectfully like his set doesn't have to be anything outrageous or amazing like how we would have to work yeah right because we're still putting in the hours to get to where we want to get yeah yeah, so it's just one of those things where you you know if as a dj because the dj's ear is so sensitive right we hear everything Everything. (laughs) i I had a really funny moment i was um at excess uh this past weekend and i saw the chain smokers perform and um they're dope like live really dope Mm -hmm. actually and um, there was this moment where, because, you know, they're both on and off the mixer. And then one of them, you could hear that timing. And they, like, mixed, like, these two songs where it was just, like, a slam intro. Mm-hmm. and then the, But the slam came after the end slam of another song. And so it just didn't line. It went ba-boom, right? Mm-hmm. And I heard it. I'm sure, like, everybody else was... yeah. High off their mind or yeah, drunk or didn't whatever. Even notice it. Yeah. Didn't even notice or it. Or sober as fuck and they didn't care. We are out there, Mike. <laughs> you are okay, out there. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't, so, don't leave sober, us. Sober, sober lives matter. Um, Thank you. And so I, 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 and I looked at them, and um, 
I, I don't know the dudes' names, but I met them and they're super nice guys. Just don't remember the names. But the, um, because the you younger, weren't sober, the younger looking cat, maybe the younger looking cat who sings looks over to the guy who did it, mm. and then he just looks over like this, and then the guy looks at him like, "That's my bad." <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least it's a responsibility like, for it. No, yeah. I respected the shit out of them. He just goes, "Oh, that was, that's my bad," <laughs> and then they just look at each other and laugh because it's like, "Keep it pushing, keep it pushing, keep, keep exactly. going." Like exactly. they got the place rocking. We just made five figures off this game. Oh, yeah, God. we exactly. just made six so, figures off this so, game. We're good. I am sick. This. Question. Don't answer it though because I want to talk about it. Maybe in another podcast, okay. that's another topic, sure. and then you know I want to see what our what our listeners will probably you know say about okay. it. They hit us up uh, speaking about you know all these residencies and 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 sets and whatnot. Do you? And I guess this would probably be more a question for you because you travel Yourself. and you do um, a little bit more. You do different, I guess, venues. I want to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you plan your sets? Mm-hmm. Right. So when I say plan, I mean like, do you have all right, I'm going to play, I'm going to go up, I'm going to play my intro, then I'm going to play this song, then I'm going to play that song, right after so on, so on, so on. Or do you wait till you get to the spot, have an idea mm-hmm. of the stuff that you want to play, and kind of feel out the crowd, yeah. and kind of, I guess, quote-unquote, freestyle your sets, yeah. based off of like what the crowd reaction is giving to you, whether it's you know tables, it's dance floors, or et cetera. Yeah. Don't answer it. Same thing, question for you, but don't answer it. Yeah. We'll talk about it at another... Uh, Another topic, another podcast. On 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 that topic too, it'd be fun to just talk about like maybe some of the tips and tricks we might have in regards to like tagging records, um, things that we search for, or even the the prep work, right? Yeah, like how absolutely. Do we, how do you organize your music? I yep. think um, we might all have different perspectives. Yeah. Um, in regards to that. Yep. Shout out to Vegas, bro. Like they they have some really dope concept at events, and honestly, they yeah. inspired me to do something a little out of the box. Uh, so the concept is Mag Park goes four times platinum yeah. for a year anniversary, and uh, you know I'm delivering, I'm I'm hand delivering actually a lot of them um, is an actual piece of a platinum vinyl mm. with the invite uh, label on it. So for, for you people that are receiving these records, understand how special you are because yeah. my man is personally driving around in his Lexus. Yeah. Which is a gas guzzler. Yeah. In the summertime in Los Angeles. So uh, these gas bit, prices. I'm throwing that bitch into eco mode. For this, sure. These gas prices <laughs> are, are outrageous. So that means a lot for him to be driving all over. What's the furthest you have to drive for this uh, invitation? I know you got to go to Orange County. Uh, for sure, Orange County. Yeah. Yeah. And then I will be in Which San is an hour out for those. Well, I will be in San Diego on Friday. So maybe oh, that adds on to a couple of invites. Okay. Oh. Two and a half hours out. So, right. uh, okay. I think that's about as far as I'm driving. Yeah. I'm definitely mailing some out. No, so, okay. Gotcha. Um, you know, can't can't do it all. But no. um, not this time around. Not this yeah. time around, at least. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So you know, Avenue LA. Um, I'd say slide in my DM uh, if you want an invite. But um, you know, we'll see. I think we're we're honestly, it feels like it's already well, about well, to get. Well, Avenue is like another one of those LA clubs where there's nowhere to stand. <laughs> no, they're yeah. yeah. So, it's all tables so unless you want to hang it's out a, in the way. Pull up early because okay. all I'm we're telling with, everybody we're with, is we're with Winky War, so I'm turning off my we phone. Are, yeah, we are. I'm yeah. just saying, speaking for those like, <laughs> that are in his DM that yeah. don't really no, know. No, I'm turning off my phone at 11. Like yeah. it's the day of or the day before. The day of, yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that does it for us today. Um, yeah, yes, sir. For episode eight, that's it. All right, we'll catch us on the next one. Keep keep posting. Keep yes. keep posting uh, screenshots. Yeah, uh, tagging us. Repost. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. To yeah. Tune in. You yeah. know, so we appreciate the support thus far. But 
make sure to add us. Make sure to subscribe to the DJ City YouTube. Yep. You know, keep catching us on there. Yep. Uh, shout out to everybody who's hitting the thumbs up. And shout out to everybody with the thumbs down, too. We appreciate y'all, y'all too. But you know us. what? They'll tell yeah. us why your thumb is down. Yeah. It only true. helps us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're just hating because that's in your blood, then hey, yeah, what I can mean, we do? Well, I mean, that means we're doing something right. Yeah. yeah. It's not our problem that you didn't get a hug when you were a child. <laughs> uh, anyway. Talk to him. I'm right. trying to tell him. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you guys in the next one.